Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. Welcome to Novell Open Audio. I'm your host, Aaron Quill. And I'm David Mayer. And today on the phone, we have James Tan, a senior software engineer for SUSE Studio, coming all the way from Nuremberg, Germany. Good afternoon, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. And we also have Cornelius Schumacher, an engineering manager on SUSE Studio, also coming out of Germany. Cornelius, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have both of you guys on the show. So today we ask you guys to sit down and talk to us about the new SUSE Gallery. What can you guys tell us about SUSE Gallery? So the gallery is basically a new part of the studio. So the studio, as many of you probably know, is a way to build appliances based on the in your web browser. So the gallery is the extension of the building part. So what we are doing with the gallery is we are presenting the based appliances in the web interface so users can download them, can share them, can build their own appliances on top of that. So we are trying to add some new components to the studio, which makes it easy and effective for users to find appliances that fit their needs or to make their own appliances. So basically sharing appliances for all kinds of purposes, whatever users can imagine. So it's really an online community and repository where people can share appliances between one another that are already pre-built, ready to go. Exactly. So this is really a very interesting aspect of the gallery. That you see what other users are doing. You can publish your own appliances and you can share uh, the appliances. You can look into the appliances, see what users have done. And of course, what's also very nice is that you can actually clone from appliances which are in gallery. So you get these appliances in your editor in studio and then you can modify it and base uh, your, your own modifications on top of that. So this is a really nice way where some kind of yeah, community is created where users can interact with each other and share appliances and work together on uh, yeah, interesting projects. Okay, so let's back up for a second. You said SUSE Studio allows me to build an appliance via a web browser. Can you go into a little more detail on that? Sure. SUSE so Studio is a web application, and what we are doing there is we are building appliances just in the browser. So all you need to build an operating system together with your application and all the necessary software and configuration. So that's what we call an appliance. So to do all that, you just need a web browser and you can go to zuzustudio.com and build your appliances there. So we use OpenSUSE and the enterprise versions of SUSE, SUSE Linux Enterprise Server as a base. And then users can add their own software, can add software from different software repositories or upload their own software, add their own configuration, add their own theming and stuff like that. And then SUSE Studio builds these appliances on the server just in a few minutes. And you can even test drive your appliance on the server connect to it in your browser and see what you have done before you download it. You can do some iterations and create multiple versions of an appliance targeting different output formats. And in the end, it makes it very easy to just build a compact version of your software together with the operating system, together with all the configuration as something you can download and then use in, for example, a live system or as a virtual appliance you can install somewhere, also physical software appliance you can install on a computer. I actually had a need where I had to do a quick test to see if something was going to look presentable under Linux. And so I started to do an install on one of my machines. And at the same time, it was like, you know what, I'll take this opportunity to check out SUSE Studio. I started the install on one machine, jumped to another machine, logged into SUSE Studio, created an account, generated an appliance that ran under VMware, and I had the whole thing done in like 
two to two and a half minutes, including the build time, and downloaded it to my house quicker than local install ran. I mean, it blows my mind how fast the entire process is of building appliances. And the other cool thing about that is I totally picked and chose absolutely everything that I wanted in that box. We spend quite some time working on the performance in Studio, and we hear that quite often there, that people tell us, yeah, it's so fast to build the stuff on Zuzu Studio, it's faster on, on my own computer. So that's really a nice effect of having a central place on our servers where you can actually build the appliances. So we can do all kinds of tricks there which are not possible on a local machine. And of course, we have a couple of servers behind that which have quite some power to actually build the appliances. So it's one of our goals to really make it fast. So I hope this actually shows in how you use the studio. And apparently for a lot of users, it works pretty well. Now, at BrainShare, Dave and I got a chance to talk to a bunch of different ISVs that are actually building appliances on SUSE Studio. And one of the questions we were asking them is, why are they even doing this? And the one thing that kept coming back from the ISV's point of view was they said normally they get a customer on the phone, they start to talk to them, they explain to them about what their product does, customers interested, they send them code, and then they said they wind up losing a bunch of leads because the customer gets their code and this huge list of prerequisites, you know, build a server, install MySQL, get this tweaked and configured, open up these ports on the firewall. And they were saying the problem is customers never even got a chance to touch their software. They were too busy messing with MySQL, and they were having to take support calls on MySQL, which has nothing to do with their company outside of that happens to be the data store they're using. And they were telling me how it's not only made their support easier, but it's also made the whole eval process and the whole deployment process easier. So now that we've got all that together and we've done all that cool stuff with SUSE Studio to make this easy for ISVs to build these appliances, what does Gallery do for them? Gallery is the place where users can actually share all the great appliances they have built with other users. So in the build environment where users are editing and configuring and building appliances in Zuzu Studio, there's a way to share appliances. So you can add some release notes, you can choose which version you want to publish, and then you just click a button and the appliance appears on Zuzu Gallery on the front page. And there other users can see it and can download it or even base their own appliances on top of these appliances which are on galleries. So, so this provides really a huge selection of appliances for all kinds of different purposes which users can use and base their own stuff on. So that's cool. So people are not only building and making appliances available that have their own custom code in, they're also doing special configuration of a LAMP server? Yeah. So James, I think you just did the LAMP server, right? Yes, I just updated the LAMP server. So actually, if you look at the gallery now in the Studio, you'll see there are two versions of the, the LAMP appliance. So we have a 62-bit and a 32-bit version. And so what, what's nice about this is that, you know, if you want to have a LAMP stack, you don't have to just build it from scratch. So Studio made it really easy for you to create your own appliances. And with gallery, we, we kind of bring that one step further. So you don't even have to, to build your own stack if you don't want to. Because chances are, you know, if you want a database server or a web server, Somebody out there has already done something similar. So you can just go to the gallery, you know, look for the thing you want. And like, for example, this LAMP server, I can just download it in the various formats. So it can be a live CD, it can be a VMware, it can be a Zen image, or it can be a physical appliance. So I can just use it immediately without customizing it. But if I realize that I'm missing one or two things, like if I want to add my corporate logo or I'm missing some tweaks or some configurations, I can easily clone it from there and then just make the changes I want, build a new one, and then use that. 
So quick question on that. When you say it's available as a live image, it's available VMware to drop on a piece of hardware, does that mean every single appliance that's built up there, when I download it, I have the choice of you know how I'm going to actually run it, either as a virtual image or as a live image or what have you? So the thing is, when you create your appliance or when the publisher of this particular appliance on gallery builds the appliance, he can choose one of the various formats we have. So he can choose, you know, does he want a VMware format or the ISO format? And yeah, when he publishes these, it will just end up at the gallery and people can just choose based on what they want to do and download the appropriate format. So appliance is just a way of having my choice of final end user application on top of some operating system platform and you give me the tools to build the environment? Yeah, that's a good question actually. So the concept of a software appliance is quite an interesting thing. Depending on your use case, an appliance can mean many things. So if you come from a desktop user perspective, so for my use case, I have this IBM laptop. And for me, whenever I want to do a reinstall, for whatever reasons, I I want a clean install, I can just build a desktop appliance in Studio. So I I go to the OpenSUSE 11.2 template, I build a desktop GNOME version, and then I can just customize all the software that I usually want. So for me, I will preload the system with all my development environment, put my Git on it, I put Rails, I put Ruby, and so on. So if I have a new workstation that arrives next week, I don't have to waste time, you know, setting up everything all over again. I can just dump this appliance I have into this new system and I'm basically good to go. So that's one use case coming from the desktop scenario. So if you're coming for more of a server or data center background, like if you're a system and if you need to kind of scale your data center, you need more, for example, database instances. So in the past, you have to get the bare metal machine, you got to sit down, you got to install SNES on it, and then you got to install and configure your database and so on. So if you use Studio, you can just create your, say, MySQL appliance, and then you kind of pre-configure it with all the data, the configuration that you need. And then once you have a new server, you can just take this particular image, you can choose it as, a, as this image, so you can just dump the image to the hard drive. Or if you run a virtualized environment like Zen or VMware, you can just take one of these and spawn a new instance immediately. So those are some cool examples of what we can do with appliances. What is like just a simple basic definition from SUSE's view what an appliance is? That's a good question. So very simply, an appliance is your basic operating system. So in this case, there will be OpenSUSE or SUSE Linux Enterprise. And then you have your application. So this can be your desktop applications, your open office, your Firefox browser, your mail client. Or for a server, that will be your server applications. So that will be your web server, like Apache, your database server, and so on. And on top of that, you have your configuration. So just to summarize again, it's basically your operating system, your OS, your application, and your configuration all in one package. So this package can be an ISO, it can be a VMware image, or a Zen image, and so on. Okay, and that brings up a good question that I'm sure a lot of people would have. Listening to the description you just gave of, you know, that whole stack of the operating system, the configuration, the applications, how is that different from something like a lot of customers now use Ghost to make a master image to then replicate out to a bunch of different servers internally? How is that different from an appliance? From my perspective, the main difference is that Studio provides you a really easy way to create this stack in the first place. If you use Ghost, you pretty much do have to sit down at a computer I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty much just sit down and install the OS and install the applications. And once you're happy with what you have, then you can ghost it, right? And if you want to make changes to this, it's kind of difficult. There's no quick and easy way to actually change a few things and then to test it. So with Studio, you can do all this in a web browser. So it's really easy. You can be sitting in an internet cafe somewhere, you know, on your Macintosh computer or your Windows computer. Just open up your web browser, 
You can change a few things here and there. And if there's a bug, you can just pass the URL to your colleagues and they can just make the changes they need and they can test drive it within the studio environment and then they can use and deploy the image. Yeah, and that's probably one of the biggest things is how easy it is to make modifications to regen the entire operating system and everything. And I also think that one of probably the biggest differentiators is the fact that you get to decide what that endpoint is. You can build up the operating system and everything the way you want it and then say, now we're going to prep this one to run under VMware. And now we're going to build a prep of this one to run under XEN or be dropped directly on hardware or be a live image that people boot off of a DVD or a USB stick. It's not tied to hardware like it is when you're building a ghost image. Right, exactly. So you just do the configuration once and then you get all these many different output formats. So that's actually a good point. So we're actually working on adding uh, Amazon EC2 support. So we hope to see that on studiostudio.com very soon. So what that means is that once that support is in, you'll be able to create your very own Amazon machine images. You build this in Studio, you can test drive it. And then once you're done, you're happy with it, you can immediately deploy from Studio directly to Amazon EC2. So you don't need any special machine in between to, to download it and to upload it again. You can just do it all through Studio's web interface. That's actually incredibly cool because the power you just gave to ISVs is now not only can they deploy an appliance to a customer, they can also say, you know what, would you guys like to run it in the cloud? No problem. We can actually sell you hosting space, which of course sits on Amazon so they don't have to worry about their own data center. And they just push that standard image right out to Amazon and host it for the customer. That is really cool. I would like to add one thing. When we are talking about what makes appliances in studio different from traditional approaches, how to create appliances, so it's really this way that you have a configuration, a well-defined specification, basically, of your appliance, and you can recreate it at any time. You can create all these different output formats, or you can even export it as a description for Kiwi, our command line appliance building tool. So this really is a very well-defined and specified version how to build appliances. So it's not this usual, I install some system and install a couple of packages and then I clone that or run that somewhere else. But it's really a very structured and well-defined way how to specify and create appliances. So this, I think, is pretty important for the way how a studio is used and also what customers can expect from it. So it's easy to yeah, reproduce builds and to base appliances or variants um, of appliances on top of a well-defined base where you also can look into the configuration. You can see in studio what is in the appliance, which packages, and there will always be the same packages. And it doesn't depend on what the system administrator does, but it's really a recipe how to build an appliance. And am I correct in thinking you guys also maintain those base elements so that I get upgrades without having to do any work? We do that to some degree. So we have basically a couple of templates in Studio which are used as a base for new appliances. So what we provide there are the usual operating system variants. So we have OpenSUSE for community appliances, and we have SLAS and SLED templates for yeah, enterprise appliances, for uh, commercial appliances, and uh, for users who want a supported system in their appliance. And we have templates of different complexities. So we have desktop templates. We have juice templates, which is a very small template for really very specific appliances, which shouldn't come with any extra packages. And so this is something where we provide different templates. And to some degree, we provide some migration. So if a new update comes for an operating system, for example, a new OpenSUSE version is released, then we provide some base migration, base system migration, where users can actually just click a button and they are on the latest OpenSUSE version. 
this is what we provide there, which makes it pretty convenient to move between versions of the same system family. If I host it in effect on, say, OpenSUSE 11.2, can my appliance automatically be applied to an OpenSUSE 11.3 base based on using Studio? Exactly. That's what Studio can do. Of course, there are some limitations. So if you're using packages which are only available for 11.2, if you're using external packages which are not yet built for 11.3, then you have to, after the migration, look into these packages and see where you get them from. But usually it just works. So you're basically safe to just use OpenSUSE and 11.2 and you can easily upgrade to 11.3 when it's available in Studio. Something you just can't do with Ghost. I would like to just add one point about supportability analysis. So this is something that I think our enterprise users and our ISVs would find interesting. So whenever you create a SUSE Linux enterprise, a sleep-based appliance in SUSE Studio, we automatically, at build time, at the end of the build, we automatically run this supportability analysis too. So basically what it's going to do is going to scan through your entire system, your entire appliance. It's going to look at every single package, you know, just to see where you install the package from. Is it coming from the Val? Is it coming from a third-party vendor? And it's going to give you a nice overview of the system to see whether you have made any changes that might affect Novell support for that appliance. So with that, you kind of have a good feeling to know whether Novell will continue to support this appliance or maybe you have to revert some of the other changes that you've made to the system. If I want to build an appliance based on some third-party RPM, perhaps even my own package, do I have to supply that to the SUSE Studio environment so that you have everything needed to build things like images? Yep. So you basically can import any public repository out there. So you just have to, if it's not already in Studio, you just have to put the URL there, give it a name, and then you can start to use it in Studio immediately. If you have your very own RPMs, you can just upload them. So we have a special section in the software tab. So you can upload your customized RPMs and then it will be available in your appliance. So this is great if you have some you know, in-house proprietary software that is not publicly available anywhere. And you just upload this, you'll only be visible to you. Great. So you've talked about some base appliances that you've got up there. Like you said, you've got two different LAMP servers. Are ICs actually hosting full-blown appliances with you know, purchasable software on gallery as well? For now, what's on gallery, it's what users publish. So it's basically up to users what they do with the appliances they publish in gallery. So we don't provide any specific support for paying for appliances or something like that. So it's not really a place to buy appliances, but it's a place to share appliances. So what customers can do, they can provide their own way how to purchase licenses or something like that. But we don't have any explicit support for that in studio. So we want to make it very easy in, uh, on gallery just to share appliances. So and then it's up to the imagination of the user what to do with it. So we have a couple of different ways how this is done. So we have these appliances which are really end-user appliances, which can be downloaded and used. And they are community appliances based on OpenSUSE, which is uh, open source software and it's free. And there are also sleeve-based appliances where then the user has to deal with the, the vendor of the appliance directly. If anything to, to purchase, or if it's a demo version, it's an easy way to just share a demo version of some application and users can download it and use it and try it out in a virtual environment without affecting anything else. I think as someone who was interested in using appliances, my concern about cloning other people's appliances would be auditability. How can I be sure that they haven't inserted something in there that monitors what I'm doing once I clone their appliance? Have you guys done work on that? So when you clone an appliance, you basically just clone the configuration, so the package selection and other configuration. And then you can see in the Zuzu Studio editor what is in there. So you can check where the packages come from. You can check what the configuration is. You can check all the files which have been uploaded. 
There's nothing which runs automatically. So you can really look into all details of the appliance and make sure that it fits what you expect and there's nothing bad in there. And there isn't really a place for me as a malicious appliance builder to insert something that someone wouldn't see? If you look at the appliance, there's nothing hidden there. So there's no hidden places in the appliance where you could sneak in something through a template published on gallery. So if you edit this stuff, of course, if you download an appliance, then you also can see what's in there. But of course, you have basically have to trust the repositories where the packages come from. So if they are coming from the original distribution or from the build service, so you basically have to apply the same trust mechanism as uh, you do there. In addition to that, one thing which I think is also pretty important about the gallery is that there's some kind of interaction going on there. So users can rate appliances, users can comment on appliances. So if users like appliances, it will be voted up if uh, clients are not working or containing dubious stuff, then they will be rated down. So it's up to the dynamic of the community there to make sure that the appliances which are valuable and which are good, that they are more visible and they get good comments and uh, you can easily just comment on an appliance if it doesn't work or if, if you really like it. So yeah, I would just like to quickly add one point. So if you're concerned that someone would clone your appliance and then inject some malicious stuff to it or, or maybe tarnish the brand of your company or whatever. There's actually an option which you can select. It's called Allow Public Cloning. So you see this in the Share tab when you publish the appliance. So you can actually disallow people from cloning your appliance if you want to do that. Cool. So I got one final question on the appliance, which is just kind of the end user experience as far as if I download one of these appliances and I turn it on, is it automatically going to ask me questions like IP address and server name, some of the base configuration stuff, or do I bring it up and then just go into Yast and configure that stuff? That highly depends on the appliance itself and the type of appliance. So there are appliances which you download and they just run and you don't have to do anything else, like, for example, a live CD with demo software, so which you just burn to a CD, insert into your computer, boot it, and it will come up with a running application and you have to do nothing else. But in Studio, you can also create appliances which are a bit more powerful, so you can use them for different purposes, install them in different network environments. So we have some options there, for example, to automatically configure the network or to ask the user for the network. So that's up to the appliance creator to do it in the way which suits best the actual appliance and how it's used. Great. And to wrap up, can you guys just give us uh, where people would go to get more information on SUSE Studio and on the gallery? So studio.com is the URL, and you can go there, and uh, there you will find Studio. And at the moment, the uh, gallery is still in a beta phase. So if you are a registered user, you will have an option to opt into the beta. We will later this month open that up a bit more, so it's available to more users. But you can find everything by going to studio.com. Great. James and Cornelius, thanks for sitting down and talking to Dave and I about the new SUSE Gallery. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Remember that Novell Open Audio is brought to you by Novell Incorporated. Most of our content is directed by our listener community. So please send us your feedback by email at openaudio at novell.com or by leaving comments on our website at novell.com slash openaudio. That's it for this time. Have a good one.